In today's episode of the Blue Collar Brain Trust podcast, we welcome Matt Minotti. He's the owner of Republic Roofing in San Diego, California. Welcome to our podcast, Matt. Just to let everybody know, Matt and I worked together previously. Matt actually hired me. We worked together in roofing. I started out as a roof inspector and then later got promoted to do inside sales and help promote the company. So Matt, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Enjoyed working with you very much. Absolutely. No, it was good. It was good when it lasted, while it lasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know that in the past you've had several companies. You, you built up a, a roofing company, you sold it, and now you're starting another one, Republic Roofing. Tell our guests a little bit about Republic Roofing and how that's going. Well, it's, it's been a slow go because of COVID. It was difficult, eh, not difficult, but time consuming to get your license because everything got pushed back, all the testing dates. But, you know, after, after 10 years working with the company that you and I worked for and working for them after being my, my own boss for a long time, uh, it just wasn't working out. And I thought, you know, it's just time for me to start my own, get a business for myself and be my own boss again. I was just so used to it, but I thought, ah, you know, I'll work for somebody for a while. And I did, and it worked out okay for a while, but then things kind of fell apart. And I thought, I'll just go my own way and do my own thing. And that's when I started Republic Roofing. And with COVID, things were a little tight and it took a while to get the license, but things are starting to pick up. So things are improving. Okay. And how long have you been a, a roofer, Matt? How long have you been in I the went game? on my first roof uh, in, two th- in, what was it, 2009. So it's been about 11, 12 years. Excellent. All right. And what made you decide to get into that? Prior to my roofing career, I worked in a business. It was a family business and it sold, took a little bit of time off. It was a business where I was always in an office with a tie or shirt or, and I like being outside. I love construction. I like working with my hands. Right. I took, took a year or two off, went to all the kids games uh, and then started back to work and looked for an opportunity outside. I worked a little bit for a construction company and did a little hands-on. And then this opportunity through a realtor I know introduced me to the company that you and I actually worked for. And this was in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this is, this is kind of an opportunity for me to own and operate San Diego, kind of like a, uh, what do you call it when you own a, a like a jack-in-the-box, you're a franchise. Or a, it's like a franchise is what it was. Right. So I, I thought, you know, this will be great. It would be like my own business, and it was for a number of years, and I can learn the business and get into it, and I can be outside and use my hands and do construction. And I was introduced to it, and it just fit what I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you learned a lot during that time. Is there anything that happened during your career that changed the way you've done business? What What do you think you've learned during your um, time in roofing? In the In the last 14 years, I things when, when when I first got in, we were we were advertising. Imagine this in the newspaper. Things have taken you know a, a total 180. Everything is digital from ordering materials to marketing yourself. I was used to very old school stuff and we learned very quickly as, as, as back in 19, 2009, uh, by 2011 and 12, that we weren't doing it the way it should be done. We needed to get digital. We needed to be able to take photographs, show them to people. You know, this is, this is what your roof looks like. This is what it, 
this is what the problem is, this is where the leak is coming from. So people could put their eyes on it and really get a grasp of what we're telling them because nobody really spends time on the roof. They don't know what it looks like, but if you can explain it to them and make it make sense, it's, it's, it's a good sale. It's an easy sale. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. Times have definitely changed for marketing. You know, I can remember back in the day when everybody wanted to be in the front page of the yellow pages. And uh, right. I think if uh, right. you asked any of my kids what the yellow pages is, they'd be like, what is that? What are you talking about? I don't know. It's like a rotary phone. They don't yeah. know. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And going back to Republic Roofing, what does your company specialize in and what is it you really focus on? Well, I really want to focus on repair and maintenance because that's where my expertise lies. I have done complete re-roofs. As a matter of fact, it hasn't rained for quite a while. And then the last five jobs I have done have been complete re-roofs. But that is not where I want to go. But in the meantime, that's business is business. And if you're going to make a buck, you got to make a buck. People, uh, and I'm in, I'm in Southern Cal, San Diego. People don't understand roof maintenance. And we haven't had rain enough rain for any leaks to occur. Right. You try to explain maintenance, you know, it's just like changing the oil in your car. You should do it every couple of years, get up there, check the pipes and vents, look for broken tile, you know, things that, that you and I have done in the past. But out here, unless you get a leak, nobody, they don't care. Midwest, very different. They understand maintenance, snows there. You got to get up there every couple of years, make sure everything is tight. But out here, it's really hard to educate the public that, regular maintenance can extend the life of your roof right. and save you a bunch of money in the long run. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough education out here for individuals. I can literally remember times when I was on a roof and I was literally looking down through a hole where I could see the homeowner inside their house, but it, <laughs> it was summertime and they, they just weren't concerned at all with fixing no, it. Yeah. It's like, it, it hasn't rained here. And, uh, hasn't rained here. I can't remember the last time it rained. I'll, I'll wait. And then, of course, once it does start raining, the thousands of people <laughs> that didn't yeah. want to fix their their problem when they had it, they, they all call you at once and can't understand why you can't come over immediately. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So all right. you know, um, that's, just the, that's just the nature of repair and maintenance, you know, that yeah. it is. But it is. So what, what should folks look out for, if you're talking directly to the audience, what should folks look out for when they're choosing a roof? Uh, you know, it's first of all, that they're licensed and insured. You'd like to get some referrals, somebody they, that, that they could talk to about the job, previous jobs you've done. I would certainly go online and look them up. And it's somebody you need to be comfortable with. If you're not comfortable, if it's the lowest price I'm going to go with that guy, but I didn't like him that much. Watch out. Um, there are lots of roofers out there who are fly by night, who are not licensed, who are not mm -hmm. insured. And if you have a problem, you'll never find them again. Right. And uh, th that's kind of been the bane of the roofing industry is they're here one minute, gone the next. You have, you have, you have nobody to fall back on or nothing to fall back on. Right. Um, and Lord, God forbid somebody falls off your roof and he's not insured or licensed, guess whose homeowner's insurance is going to handle this? It's, wow. They're, theirs? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, just do your due diligence, you know, just common sense stuff. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I think that's really great advice. I'll bet that most people wouldn't even think about something like that, that they could actually wind up getting sued if someone were to fall off of their roof just because they didn't make sure that that person was licensed. Yeah, if they're, you know, they got nothing to fall back on. You can't right. sue a guy who has no insurance and he probably doesn't have any, doesn't have a nickel to, you know, two nickels to rub together. They're going to go after the deep pocket and that would be your homeowner's policy. They're on your property doing work on your roof and they got nobody else to go to but you. Yeah. You know, no <laughs> workman's comp, no general liability, nothing. You end no. up putting the bill. You're not going to fall off their roof, are you? <laughs> not if you're harnessed in, no. <laughs> And that is the law now. You need to be harnessed in. It's a huge fine from OSHA if if they catch you and you are not harnessed in. Okay. Um, it, it does slow down work. Um, you, you have to be, because if there are three or four people working on a roof and they're all harnessed, there's lines running all over the place. You have to stop every once in a while and undo the spider web because you're crossing over each other. They're getting materials and, and tools. So it does slow things down, but you know, it can save, it, it'll save your life. You know, yeah. you might, you might be dangling from the roof, but at least you didn't smack into the cement at the bottom. Yes. I mean, some, and boy, some of those roofs are slick and they're, oh. steep, and they're way high up. I remember <laughs> uh, it was scary. scary sometimes, you know, even yeah. when you're being safe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, as you know, as an inspector, you don't have to be harnessed in. Right. Once you get up to, to do work and you, you're carrying tools up there, you need to harness in. As an inspector, you do not need it. But once you start to work, you, you need to be harnessed in. But let me tell you, yeah, doing inspection work in the morning when it's a little damp, maybe slick out and you're on yeah. a tile roof. Yeah. Man, I'm going to have to come back after noon, let this dry out. Right. So I, I can safely. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. That more than one time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ice even, ice frost even sometimes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and people people generally understand. Yeah, I know, because they don't want to go on the roofs to begin with, right? And they don't want you falling or sliding off their roof. So if, if you know, they're generally pretty good. Uh, take your time, <laughs> be safe. I appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely. So that actually leads us to uh, it's a good lead in to another question that I had. And let's talk about something that I know is very important in your line of work, and that is safety. As a roofer, how do you know, how do you make sure that at the end of the day, you're going home to your family and to be safe? How do you do that? Yeah, you know, once again, you just, you need to, if, if you follow the guidelines that are, that are set forth by OSHA and hopefully by whoever's running your roofing company or if you're running it, you need to set these guidelines yourself. You know, in, in the previous 12 years that I've been in this business, I've seen two accidents and both of them occurred when, when a gentleman was stepping off a ladder onto a roof. So the first thing you need to do is tie, tie your ladder down to the eave so it doesn't slide when you're stepping off it onto the roof. Um, then once you're on the roof, if it has, you know, four foot or six foot parapet walls, and then you don't have to wear a harness because you cannot fall over that wall. But on a, on a typical roof, like any most of the homes in, in Southern California, once you get on a roof, 
and and the the roof i believe it's seven foot the roof eve is higher than seven foot you need to go up and harness in before you begin your work you need to be smart about it if it's wet you know just just wait wear the appropriate shoes something with a little bit of traction something that has a little give to it not these real hard bottom boots you need something that will grab a little bit you know be very cautious of tile roofs they're generally more slick on a shingle roof, you generally have a better traction. Look at the slope of the roof. If it's, a, if it's a 612 and you got that 45 degree angle and it's a little bit damp out, you're just going to have to wait. Uh, yeah. And just explain to the homeowner, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't realize you had a that steeper roof. I should have made your appointment for the afternoon when things dried out. I'll be back this afternoon or we can set it for tomorrow or whatever you'd like to do, but it's unsafe at this time to go on your roof. Uh -huh. And people generally understand that. So you need to do your due diligence and just follow the guidelines that are set out. These guidelines are out there. And, and they've been, over the years, they've been developed. This is how you stay safe. Roofing and tree trimming are, are very, are two of the most dangerous jobs you can do. Right. But walking on a slope all day long, it's easy to lose your balance. And you, you need to be careful and you need to take precautions to, to keep yourself safe. Yeah, in my experience, all the roofers out there and all the things that are getting done, there's people who get, who get hurt all the time. It doesn't take that much of a fall to hurt yourself. Safety is always, safety is very, very important. So thanks for talking yeah, those, about those, those two Those two accidents I told you about, they were they were at the first story. They were only, right. one was a six foot fall and one was an eight foot fall. Right. You know, thank goodness it wasn't from the second story. You know, right. both of those gentlemen are fine and okay. But man, I Holy schmoly. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the damage from the first story on, on an individual, but never from the second. And I don't really ever care to see that. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone who was looking to get into roofing, maybe thinking about making that a career? What advice would you give that person? Be prepared to work. Roofing is, it can be very profitable. It doesn't require a whole bunch of equipment or investment up front. There is some expense there, but not a whole bunch compared to some other industries. And go hands-on. Don't just get your license and hire people and have them do the work. Go hands-on. Learn what is correct and what is not correct when, when doing a roof. It's physical work. You got to be prepared to work. Hiring these days is a difficult thing, uh, Cameron. Um, it's hard to find a young, healthy individual who wants to work that physically hard sometimes. Sure. I mean, most of these young kids these days, they want to develop an app and sell it online and, and be done. You know, be right. the president of some company. Be prepared to work. Go hands-on. And if you do things right, you can make a great living being a roofer. Thank you. Any questions you would have liked me to have asked you that, that I didn't get to? Uh, one. And this is one, when I first got into roofing, I thought, ah, fix a leak, no problem. You fix it, you're done. What I found out was that fixing a leak on a roof, you truly don't know whether you fixed it or not until it rains. Right. It's not like a plumber where you got a problem with the toilet, you fix it, you flush it at work, you're good to go. You can fix a leak and it may not rain for six months, but you don't tr know, truly know whether you fixed it or not until you get that good rain. And nobody is perfect. The company you and I worked for actually did a pretty good job. We had about a 3% you know, recall factor or yeah. warranty call factor, which was excellent. But I did not take that into consideration when I started in this business. I thought, oh, you just, you fix it, you fix it. Like, like a light bulb or a, it's not. You don't know whether you did a good job until it rains and then you find out how good you really are okay. or bad. 
<laughs> any common myths in the roofing industry that you would like to call uh, you'd like to call it on? <laughs> yeah, um, and, and, and it's it's related to what I was just speaking about. You know, most people they call a, a roofer, hey, I've got a leak or I got a problem. The roofer shows up, oh, you need a whole new roof. Our landfills are full of roofing material that only used half its life on the roof. If you make a proper repair and do proper maintenance on your roof, you, and it's a 20-year roof, you can get 25 or 30 years out of it if you stay on top of it. And I don't mean you got to be up there every six months. I mean, every two to three years, have somebody walk your roof and do, do general maintenance. The huge myth is you, you got a leak, you need a new roof. Baloney. You and I have been to lots of houses. I've been to hundreds of them where the last guy said, I need a new roof. How old is your roof? Well, the house was built 10 years ago. Okay, you don't need a new roof. You need a proper repair and you should be good for another 10 or 20 years. Right. Well, that's not, well, I understand what he said. Here are the photographs. Here's what's wrong with your roof. Here's this tile crack and it opened up and, and your underlayment burnt up here. We can open this up, make a proper repair, put it back together and you're good for 10 years. You don't need to spend 20 grand on a new roof. Right. You know, you can do it for 1500 bucks and you're good for 10 years. Now, you should do general maintenance over that 15-year period, but that's, that's a huge misconception that, that roofers, because everybody wants the whole roof. Nobody wants to do the repairs, too small, takes too long, doesn't pay right. enough, blah, blah, blah. That's a huge misconception. So would you say that a lot of times roofers might try to push somebody to replace a roof when it just needs repaired? Exactly. If I get on a roof and there's a leak and this roof is shot, you know, I'll tell them, hey, your roof is shot. You know, don't spend... I mean, I can fix that one area, but it's going to leak in another next year. So just right. get your roof done. Don't sell people what they don't need because it will come and bite you in the ass at some point. Yeah. Be honest, be upfront, show them what's going on, explain the situation and let your reputation grow on honesty and integrity. I'm sure that your customers will be well served by you. I appreciate that. Selling things you don't need just never works out well in the end. Somewhere yeah. along the line, you're going to get bit in the tail. For, for doing that. Earlier, you mentioned how COVID-19 has affected the roofing business. Can you tell us how that's affected you and maybe other businesses? Because all roofing is done on the outside, unless you have damage on the inside that needs repair, but you leave that up to a drywaller or a contractor. Uh, as, as far as roofing contractors go, you wear the mask, you greet the client, you go up and you do an inspection. You can check, you're up, you're in the air, you're generally by yourself. It really hasn't affected the repair or maintenance or re-roofing portions of it. To go and get material, yes, now you have to stand in line, wait your turn. It's it's taking a little longer to get material. Talking with a client, you know, gloves, mask, didn't used to be that way. So it, it's, as far as doing the, the physical work and getting it completed, really not too much. But the ancillary, the getting material, standing in line, talking with a client with a mask. That's where that's where it's been, uh, COVID-19 has had an effect, but it hasn't been near as much on the roofing industry as it has on some others. I actually have, uh, I actually have a surprise for you. I actually found a video that you asked me to send in. That, remember the ladder video? Found yes. That. I found that. You wanted to make sure that the guy you hired knew how to, uh, to use a ladder. ladder. <laughs> I do remember, yeah. <laughs> all right so hold on one sec i do there we go you see that all right yep there it is <laughs> so there's me on my roof 
And this is part two. I couldn't find part one, but this is just part two. I'm talking about securing the ladder to the gutter. Later, you obviously taught me to use a clamp and a, a strap to get it a little tighter on there on the eaves. Oh, yeah. Better. But there's actually a funny part in this video I wanted to show you. It's when I'm coming down. Too much of my rear end in this video, though. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of my rear end. I was. I'm surprised you guys hired me. Well, let me tell you what. You were one of the few people that actually tied their ladder off in the demo. In the demos. Well, well, I'll tell you, uh, that saved my life probably more than once because I'd always make sure that was behind me whenever I was going up a roof. I'd always make sure that was behind me. I slipped a couple of times, in, and I was yeah. always very careful. But I slipped a couple of times, and having that ladder below me, to. Yep tied down stopped yep. me from going off the edge um, absolutely yeah absolutely and if it wouldn't have been tied down i would have just gone right through it sure and it's right here hold on let me pause it right there you see my do you see the lower foot here hold on one second let me make it bigger see my lower foot right there it's uh yeah you missed a rung there well i no. missed a rung because i my shoe wasn't tied my shoe wasn't tied oh. it came off and look, there's my guilty look. I'm looking at the camera. <laughs> I know I just recorded that, right? My shoe coming off. And then what I did to fix it was I fast forwarded so nobody would notice it. And you guys never saw that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, yeah, I never noticed that. I never noticed that. So I just fast yeah, forwarded me climbing down really fast so you guys would never see it. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Well, Matt, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Sure. Uh, and anything, you know, before we go that you would like to say to the audience as far as, you know, why should people choose you? And I know you've said a lot of great stuff, a lot of great reasons why people should pick you, but why should people pick you to, to fix their roof? I would love the opportunity to speak with an individual about their roof, be honest, be upfront, be straight with them and say, this is what's required at this time. Uh, you don't need a roof, you need a repair or... You know, just, all we got to do is seal this pipe and your leak will stop. You don't need a new roof. It, there's just too many, I don't want to say unscrupulous. There's too many roofers out there that are looking to sell people things they don't need. And that's just, that's not what I do because sooner or later it gets you in trouble. So yeah. I would just like the opportunity to be upfront, honest, and, and, and let people know exactly what's going on. Fantastic. Well, Matt, thanks very much for coming on. How can people contact you? You can reach me at uh, republicroofingsd at gmail.com. Or you can dial 858-923-1744 and leave a message and I'll get right back to you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back on again. Take care.